What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Rip City Rundown podcast. As we said in our Tuesday podcast, we were going to be back with a podcast or a YouTube video following the Blazer Bucks game. It's going to be a podcast. Um, and what a fun night overall! Great night. I haven't heard any of your thoughts about it yet, but the Blazers come out on top in Damian Lillard's return, one nineteen to one sixteen. Uh, best atmosphere I've seen since the Blazers were probably last in the playoffs. And honestly, best atmosphere since the Western Conference Finals, because obviously COVID the next year hadn't had a full building for the playoffs in those in the Denver series in 2021. So it has been a while since I've heard Moda that loud and that rocking. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on the night. I'll give you my thoughts because mine are probably a little different than yours based on my experience watching this game. But I'll tell you that after uh, I hear how just overall, how was the night for you? Um, I want to start with, I think the Blazers did everything right. And from ovation to the tribute videos, I think, um, I just want to say, I thought the organization in the arena and the fans had the proper reaction. I think Dame did too. Uh, in terms of the game, I think it went about as well as Blazer fans could have hoped for. Of course, there were probably a few people out there that wanted Dame time on us, but oh, were you one of those guys? I was not. I was not. I, I almost was. I think Cody I was, was not. Too. I wanted Dame to have a good game, um, but I wanted the Blazers to win. Actually, Chauncey in his post game interview, I was watching it this morning, and he said, "I want Dame to play as as the like the best player in the league, eighty out of eighty two games." just not the two that he plays us. Yeah. Um, so I think all in all, it checked all the boxes for me. It was emotional. The one thing that really pissed me off was Kentucky, Florida going to overtime. Oh my gosh, that's where I'm going to go. That well, pissed so, me off too. So so our other brother, <laughs> Cash and I were watching the end of the college basketball game and they ended up going to 207 and going to ESPN News. Um, But... Yeah, that was when the Florida kid hit that shot, sent it over time. We were like, you have got to be kidding me. Yeah, so that was a problem. Here's Other than that, the actual game. If you have, you can expand. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. So obviously, I'm in college. I'm not, I don't have a satellite TV with me. I don't have YouTube TV. I'm watching through the ESPN app. I, that's how I have to watch it. So when this Kentucky game goes to overtime, I can still watch the Kentucky game, but the Blazer game, it says it hasn't started because it's not on ESPN. So I wasn't able to pull up the Blazer game until it officially switched to ESPN News, and that was well after tip-off. It was already like, whatever, 5-5 to or whatever the score was. So I I don't know if there even was anything that you could see, but I didn't see any pregame stuff. I didn't see any Dame walking into the arena. All of that I had to see on social media, which sucks. Obviously, that's not a Blazer thing. That's not a Dame thing. That's an ESPN thing. That's a Kentucky thing. Like, come on. You should win this game at home against Florida. Like, yeah, they, they ended up losing, too. Yeah, they ended up losing. But that kind of that pissed me off because the main thing I wanted to see was, like, the beginning of the game, obviously. I didn't even see Dame's first bucket. That yeah. was unfortunate, but... That's that. That's really the only bad things or sad things about my night. About the night, um, the biggest thing that stood out to me from this game. I want to see which person you say. I'm gonna say the start from Sir Scoot Henderson. Okay. Because that was electric, and that oh. gave me. That was like, it's funny that 
that's this is the most excited I've been about Scoot. Like he's had his twenty point quarters. He had that twenty point fourth quarter, but like we want to see Scoot play and like go against the best of the best. But I haven't been that excited about Scoot since the, you want to know when we drafted him the first summer league game when he just came out firing. He couldn't yeah. miss a shot. It felt like that again. Yeah. Um. I saw some discourse on the social channels. I saw someone say, wow, the Blazers passing the torch is happening on national television right now, which is an overreaction. And it's, well, it remains to be seen. We, we're not sure if that's the case. But because as a Giants fan, I was like, oh, we drafted Daniel Jones. We're just going to go from Eli Manning to Daniel Jones, and we're just going to have great quarterback play. That's what the Packers are able to do. The Giants can't do it. So I was like, oh, we're going from zero Dame to double zero Scoot. We're just going to have our number zero guards for the next 30 years. It's going to be insane. So that remains to be seen. But yeah, he had an incredible first half. Cashed his line in the first half for for, for your boy, which yeah. was nice. But the guy I was going to bring up, he was a minus 10. But Mr. 20 and 11, DeAndre Ayton, I thought he had played a great game. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's not Brooke who I thought Lopez you were go. Brooke Lopez is one of the premier shot blockers slash defenders in this league. So I wasn't going to be surprised if we lost this game and DeAndre Ayton didn't look exceptional. Um, but he hit some middies. He grabbed some rebounds. He had a steal and a block. Um, he continued his stretch of excellent games and he looked engaged even like after the game, did you see what do you see his kind of his reaction? Oh gosh, like, I know what he said, but what was it? It was like like this is what we do or this something is what like we that. Do. Yeah. Dominating Con- the comments then like that on, you know, the classic Bleacher cares, Report bro. Sports Center. Bla- Blazer like Blazer fans are generally. No, generally. Okay. Cause I was gonna like some they're always gonna be mad at something. So yeah. the the casual sports center fan crowd is always gonna be mad about something. Mm-hmm. Like they they were saying how Dame ran from the grind. And probably a lot of them are just trollers, but you yeah. can never please you can never please the bums. Yeah, something about this game, just now that like sitting back and actually diving into the box score and also thinking back on who played well. Um, guys that kind of came in, whether that was from tr- from a trade or draft that came in, basically to re- almost replace Dame. Like the guys we got in return for Dame. I thought had a great game. Aiton, one of those guys, had a great game. Uh, Kamara, he has kind of fallen off, fallen off. I guess is what I would say a little bit. Jabari Walker's obviously taking that starting spot, but he was playing a great defense on Dame down the stretch in the fourth quarter. And and he took a few charges on Giannis. Like how many dudes yeah. in the league? How many like actually? Nice. I know he's a seventy three on two K, and he's not. He's getting paid a million dollars, but literally, how many guys can guard Dame and Giannis? Not or at least lot. offer some resistance. Not a lot. So, so. that was very uh, fun to see tonight. And then obviously Scoot played well. He's obviously kind of the, like we keep saying, the heir to Dame almost. Um, and the final guy that I want to shout out is just Dame's protege, and that's Anthony Simons. Because he, even though it looks shaky in, in the final minute, I mean, he's turning the ball over, he's fumbling it a little bit. He ends up hitting the go-ahead shot. He ends up making the clutch shot against the guy that is known as one of the clutchest players in NBA history. And Anthony continues to prove that he is one of the best clutch players, one of the best fourth quarter players. I mean, the stats back it up. He's hit a lot of big time shots down the stretch this year. And that was the slowest 
and the longest Euro step I've ever seen in my life. I thought nice he was going to travel. I, I yeah. don't know how he got that off. It looks so awkward, but yeah, it can make that type of shot. 24 points on zero free throws. Eight and 20 points on zero free throws. throws. Like Yikes. if you can, if you can, if you, add, if you score 24 points on zero free throws in today's NBA, that's actually pretty good because in a typical game that he's, that's, that's, that's a 30 piece with how many For sure. times you can get to the line as a guard. Um, didn't see the other rookies, um, Chris or Ryan, but again, this kind of leads me into a point that I kind of want to make. I was thinking about this and Chauncey talked about it in the post game where he was saying how, uh, Scoot didn't play a ton in the second half, fourth quarter, even though he was having a great game because Chauncey wanted to win the game. And, you know, Scoot, he, he mentioned a time where Scoot, you know, had a turnover led to a Dame three and it was a, it was a timeout. No, never thought I'd say that in my life, but yeah, here we are. This <laughs> talking about Dame forcing our team to call a timeout. Um, my the point I want to make is: Do you think with Golden State being projected right now to be a second lottery pick for us? Do you think because there's not a Wimby level talent or a, a, a it's a it's a high floor draft, but it, it's it's a bad draft. Okay, yeah. and there's going to be good players from it, but it's it's a bad draft compared to past years. Do you think the Blazers are not as concerned? Like, do you think the Blazers are okay with not literally tanking and getting a top three pick, and instead having maybe number six and number eleven? Because you can use that to trade up if you want to. You know, there's going to be mm-hmm. options, and so this leads me to the point of: Is this why we're seeing the starters play a ton? Is this why we're seeing Chauncey go for wins? Is this why maybe there's a possibility Brogdon stays and we deal yeah. him in the summer? You know I what I mean? That's that's an interesting way to look at it. I think if you're just talking about this specific game, like no, because obviously I think just when the schedule came out, we circled this game. Yeah, no. We want to win this game. But I agree. I know what you're saying because, I mean, we've now won what? Four? four oh, no, three out of the last five, uh, which is obviously above good. Above, good, better than what we did. I thought we were winning more games, but apparently not. But I think that's an interesting thing because – it's also kind of the what the crowd of the don't trade Malcolm, don't trade Jeremy, uh, what they're kind of preaching is like, wow, if you, this is just a simple NBA 2K rebuild where you're just trying to gather as many assets on, as possible with as much trade value and get as many young guys and try to hope one guy pops, that's really not how the NBA works. That's like you said, how you get into a Wizards or a Pistons a situation or scenario you need guys like the reason we're keeping jeremy and the reason we're we have malcolm right now and we were okay with taking malcolm in that drew holiday trade is because they help other guys grow they make it easier on scoot they make it easier on ant and therefore we're not seeing like ant and scoot have the worst possible games possible all the time because they need help like as much as people say oh just throw him to the fire let him figure it out like that can go really well. That can make a player turn out very good. Like that's that's still valuable, but that can turn out really bad if you just have a guy out there with no help and he literally has to figure it out all by himself. I mean, this is the NBA for, for Christ's sake. Like this isn't supposed to be easy. So do I think the Blazers like are going to are thinking like because Golden State's bad, that's why they don't they're willing to win more. I don't think their mindset is like necessarily uh, 
like different than in years past. I think like come after the all-star break, like they'll be very cautious with injuries though. If Aiden has a sprained ankle, he's not going to push it. If Anthony is sick, he will sit out. Like we're not going to like say like, Oh, let's try to make a push here for the plan. No, but that's not what I'm saying. I think we will not, you won't see us like generationally tanking. Like we are going to try to put these at this point. You like if Scoot is the centerpiece of your future, because he probably should be given how hyped up his draft, uh, his draft profile was and just how much you invested to get him. You shouldn't be thinking like, okay, well, we still need more help. Like if Scoot turns out to what he is like this team, when they're fully as good, even if we don't have any more draft picks, like this could be a championship caliber team. If Sharp turns out to what he could be, if Aiton turns out to what he could be, if Scoot could turn out to what he could be. Like, Dick. I, if I mean, we're that's no. me thinking Scoot's gonna be a top three point guard perennially, if that's the right way to say it in the league for for ages. So like, again, now you want to start winning, like. I know. Gonna, I guess what I'm saying push. is, if because clearly this team has talent, like this team has, if in in their like bracket of teams that are similar to them, Charlotte, you know, you can probably throw in. Washington and Detroit and San Antonio like we're we're in the bottom here we're we have more talent than all those teams collectively of course Wimby is on a team but I just feel like with the draft being as not hyped up as it as it has been in recent years and I don't know I feel like if this team starts playing well we're still not going to win a ton of games. We could win more than we necessarily kind of want to. And I don't, I think there might be a scenario where we say it doesn't matter. Let's win. Let's try to win 30 games. Yeah. I think we're, you're going to see us go out every night and you're going to say, we're like, we're going to try to win. Not that we didn't in the past, but I mean, we're talking about the same same team that lost to the Spurs by 16 and the bulls who both teams that aren't good. And like, you're right. Our two last two wins, sure, on paper, 76ers, Bucks, they're great. But it's 76ers team that was missing Maxi and Embiid, and Tobias was practically out with how bad he played. And then a Bucks team that, sure, was fully healthy, but they're also integrating a new coach. Like, this is obviously the best win of probably any win we've had this year. But I yeah. don't think if we played the Bucks in two weeks, we're beating them like we did I'm last just time. saying, if our goal is to get the highest draft pick possible, I... I think you would see some, some, some shutdowns. Like I could see Sharp, not. I mean, what Sharp? Who knows what Sharp's doing right now? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. But I'm, I'm saying that I think you'll see like the not do what Dallas did at the end of last year. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I will tank because I. I'm honestly comparing our situation because obviously like it's who you want to compare it to. I'm comparing our situation to OKC, especially with our draft picks this year. Like the the draft that put them over the top is obviously the 2021 draft where they had three first round picks. I think three lottery picks. And they went Chet at two. They went like Usman Dang at 11 and they went Jalen Williams at 12. Like that's kind of something we could possibly do, especially if we end up, if we do end up trading Brogdon for the, 2024 next pick and ends but 2024 up being... is just like like that's the other thing like do we really want to have three picks in this draft no that's fair i know so um, i'm just i think that with just the what the draft is projected to look like i think there's some opportunity for the team to maybe not 
try to be one of the worst in the association come March. Yeah. Now I'm not saying we're going to be in a playing team. We're not, but there's a difference between number two and number seven. I do think if last year like was a year where we you really want to be in the top three, obviously, like that's why we were so happy when it happened. This is a year where I think it's valuable to have two first round picks like we do, but I think it's a year where, like you're saying, if you end up with the eighth and thirteenth pick, like this is a draft where you would want the eighth and thirteenth pick more than you would exactly. want the first and the because 22nd. there's not a no brainer. There's not a no-brainer. Exactly. Like, the eighth pick, you could get your... You could get a better player. Cody Williams, because, like, every single week, you're getting different... You get Booz Ellis, who was supposed to be the first overall pick just this time last year. Like, everything's changing, and uh, there's obviously going to be two or three most likely all-stars in this draft. There probably could be an MVP candidate in this draft. Like, it just happens. It happens every time. Um, But, like, I think, yeah, like you said... This could be like 2013 where Anthony Bennett went first, but the real two, the two best in the top 15 were CJ and Giannis. So I got to fact check if CJ was the second best because that doesn't feel right. Oh, no, that was a pretty bad draft historically. Did Beal go in that draft? No, he was in Dame's draft. Oh, Depot. Cody Zeller went top five in this draft, if I remember. Anthony Bennett. Yeah, I feel like this was a bad, bad draft. It went... But this is the 2024 is being compared wow. to that draft. Uh, that's I literally just came up on the spot and compared it. But wow, this is a crappy draft. Anthony Bennett one, Victor Oladipo two, Otto Porter Jr. three, Cody Zeller four, Alex Len five, Nerlens Noel six, Ben Mclemore seven, KCP eight, Trey Burke nine, CJ McCollum, Michael Carter Williams, Steven Adams, Kelly Olynyk, Shabazz Muhammad, Giannis. So CJ went ten, right? DJ, yeah, is the second. Is it crazy player. that the third best player in that top fifteen was KCP? That's, I mean, it's him, Stephen Adams, or I guess Oladipo. But it's you can value if you would rather have exactly. one good season. I mean, Rudy Gobert went twenty seven in this draft. Yes, Tim Hardaway Jr. Anybody in the second round? What an awful draft! Wow. I hope it's not. I hope, and we also have two second round picks this year too. So. Exactly. So anyway, um, enough about that. Overall, I thought the game was exciting. It really checked all the boxes for me because we played well. I thought Dame had his moments. Um, he didn't rip our heart out, but not not that we're like grinding for a win. I mean, we did last night, but if we had lost that game, it's not like, oh my gosh, question. red flag. Or not question, like observation. We talk about how Brooke Lopez, you know, when he got the ball from Dame, he pumped sidestep and could have swung it back to Dame for a three there on that, I guess, now second to last possession. Yeah, Brooke. And why is Doc Rivers saying Dame inbounded to Giannis? Like, that was stupid. Did you hear what he said? No, what'd he say? He, he said... Like he'd be like a handoff? N- no, he said we anticipated them fouling immediately, and we thought with Giannis at the line, we get a better chance to get a rebound with him shooting the free throw. That's... Fair, I don't I know if that's what he thought in the moment or if he thought of that to save himself, but look, at this point, you the Bucks have made you, their but, bed. But, 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 but you want to hit that first free throw and you're... Okay, yeah, but like Giannis, Giannis before, he was 9 for 10 before that. I mean, you can't uh, really... realize that, yeah. Yeah, by the way, Giannis, he gets he gets his calls. He gets superstar calls. Yeah. That's why I was... Kamara took some great charges. Kamara played incredible. Duop, of course. Duop doing... Duop things, man. Led the team in plus minus at a plus 13. 
Just one of the best in the league at that. Maybe yeah. he. Also tied with uh, Thibault as a plus 13. Thibault is officially our 3 and D guy. Played 19 minutes of good defense and shot 2 of 6 from the field, 2 of 6 from 3. So, All right. We, we, Do you think we, Thibault gets dealt or no? I don't think Thibault gets dealt. Uh, what about I'll – give, I'll give you one that no one's really thinking about because we forget about him. Time Lord. I definitely don't think Time Lord gets dealt just because I just don't see why a team would do that unless it's because you can get him at his cheapest price right now. Um, my question to you is, I mean, we, we're talking about how, like, should we keep, or should we keep Malk or will Malcolm be kept? Will we keep Thibel? Should we trade Thibel? If I set the over under, I think it's one of those where you set the over under, like if I was a sports book, I would set the over under at one because I think it's very likely it's over 0.5, but it's probably not going to be 1.5 so like but i also think like it's not guaranteed to obviously be malcolm um so if like if who's line if the line was at one would you bet the under i think i would i'd bet the under i think because there's no way it's more than one i think i'd bet the over honestly because I still very I, I do think that Malcolm gets dealt still. I would so you say think it's, you think it's more likely that we trade two than zero. Yeah. I don't know who that second could be, but I'm I lean the opposite way. Just because I guess I guess trading out guys, I mean, I could see us making like some like around the edges move or maybe like taking on some money to get an extra pick from something like I just think that, yes, there's value to no move because you keep your camaraderie, you keep your team together. If you like how they're playing, you would do that. But I apologize for not knowing this um, because I don't care about second-round picks, but aren't we sitting on a ton of them from Gary Payton? Ooh, you're muting. You're muted right now. Oh, he's muted, guys. You were like cutting out, but anyway, while you fix that, no, I'm back no. now. oh, there he is. There he is. Oh, uh, yeah, we got a five lot first round or five second oh, rounders. We got a lot of second rounders. I know we have two this year. Um, my question to you though, if there was like one out of left field move that you think the Blazers could make, is there do you have any any guesses, assumptions? Like, is it Jeremy getting moved? Is it yeah, that's what it would be because is it, is it Rob? No, I think it'd be Jeremy because. We're not gonna, we're not gonna make a win now move. So it's not gonna be like, oh, we're not, we're gonna get this guy because we're trying to get better. Like that's too early for that. I think it would be moving Jeremy, and it would have to be that because it would be so surprising that another team would compel us to trade him by offering us like a, a, an A plus offer, which I don't know a team that would be in position to do that or want to do that. There could be, but that would be mine because Jeremy wants to be here and he really is not doing anything that is impeding progress or anything. I'm trying to think like what even could be a surprising move because I think the guaranteed you're not trading is Ant, Sharp, uh, Scoot, Scoot, and Aiden. Guards, guards, and guards. You're not trading Aiden, especially with – like if Aiden kept playing like absolute garbage and – kept on making these weird comments and like I could have seen a world where like we moved on but like he's been playing great recently 
and I don't think we would have. That would have just like defeated yeah. a lot of people because he was the shiny thing in the Dame deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it would be. I I say I would take the over of one, but I also think there's a great chance we just have a super quiet deadline. Like, look, it's, I, don't I think it's who's going to be the biggest name traded now in the general in the NBA. I mean, I know the Raptors guys got traded, but you want to hear my surprising trade from just the NBA? Some with the Lakers. Yeah, I think they're going to go get either probably Dejounte. I think they're going to go get try to go get Dejounte and Bogdanovich from the Pistons, and they're going to get rid of Austin Reeves. Ooh, you think they'll trade Reeves? Only because it's the money. I'm sorry, but the, I think but they the Lakers are just somehow. like they. It's crazy when your two stars play that way and you're under 500. Wild. I think they somehow get Chris Paul. Yeah, and I, I think the think and I think the Warriors somehow make a big time win now move. Now, whether you think it's a big time move is a big is big. Like we were saying last time, like Zach Levine, or like literally a fringe role player around the edges, but they Zach will make a move. If they trade for Zach Levine, they'll get worse. I'm sorry. I just see no value in them being bad. Watch so them they'll... somehow, like, watch them, like, trade, like, Kaminga and the remaining picks for, like, Mikhail or something. And then I'd be like, bro, like, what are we doing here? How yeah, do you do I like, something like that. I did see, I did see a rumor that would be so interesting. Um, the Rockets trade for Mikhail and they just trade trade Brooklyn their picks back. Like that would be a demoralizing like move Green. for Brooklyn, but it's a but it's a move you need to do if you're Brooklyn. Brooklyn is Brooklyn and Toronto both leave a sour taste in my mouth because like what Brooklyn's are you guys doing? just trying to do? Brooklyn's just doing a deja vu of what happened ten years ago. Make try to build a super team doesn't work, and now they're trying to build like the fun team of role players. Like you did it once, you don't need to do it again. It worked last time. It's not working this time. Actually, I mean, the only player I'd want from that team is Mikhail, obviously. I mean, I, I, I could go for Finney Smith. But... I could go for Cam Johnson. Not yeah, I mean, or... I could go for one of those three because they're not like Cam Thomas. Miss me with that. Miss me with Cam Thomas. Miss me, me with Cam with... Thomas. Miss me with Subpoenas or miss me with Ben Simmons. I'll take Clax. Oh, oh, I'd love Claxton. He can't shoot free throws, but I would Claxton be nice. But if again, we're just the NBA. There's 82 games, so you just you're up and down on players all the time. Like right now, I don't really want Claxton because ain't playing well. But in a week, I could be like, get Aiden out of here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got to have a big picture mindset because this season is not gonna, you know, it's all about the development. We've said that for since day one. So we got to have that mindset. Yeah, I just. You want that playoff atmosphere back in Portland, especially after last night. That was just like the defense chance. Yeah, defense chance. So let's go Blazers. Yeah, that's sick. The um, Blazers PA guy last night was in his bag too for Dan. Yeah, he was. Anything I saw a bunch of people, night? a bunch of people, you know, just the classic casual national TV audience that don't watch Portland games because, you know, it's late and why would you watch them right now? They're like, why? Why is he saying the letter O? He wears number zero. It's like, oh my gosh. And I saw a bunch Bulls. of people saying like, Portland actually is a good atmosphere. Like, thanks. Thanks. Aren't we like we top? Know. We're top 10 in like we're fan still attendance. Top 10 attendance. We are. We still support the Blazers now. Yeah, we support the Blazers. Yeah, no, there's there's when you're rebuilding, there's rough patches, but at least we have talent and some hope, yeah. unlike Washington and Detroit. 
Yeah. So Detroit's Caden them, right? <laughs> that's Caden them. That's Caden them. Um, we will talk to you guys again post maybe pre-trade deadline, probably post-trade deadline. There's no really there's no preview we need to do for the trade deadline any more than we've already done. I mean, it's really just like we could trade Malk, we Actually, could not trade Malk. Any okay, what? I was just gonna say the trade deadline. I literally think ends in exactly a week. I, it might be four o'clock. It was either three or four o'clock next Thursday. Four o'clock. I don't know. So that. this time next week will be a flurry of deals. I mean, we could honestly do something next Thursday. Yeah, we could. We'll, we will definitely post pod next Thursday. Um, sure. Assuming a trade goes down, even if a trade doesn't go down, you'll get our thoughts on how we feel about not trading anybody. But facts. That is all we got, guys. Make sure. Of course, go follow our social medias, rip.city.rundown on Instagram, and then rcr.trivia on Instagram and on TikTok. If you want NBA content, NBA trivia, we're talking like name every NBA team's career leader in triple doubles, name the top 15 players with jersey sales, name the NBA starting on it based on the emojis. Things you've never heard of. It gets wild over there. So I yes. highly I highly encourage you guys to go check that out on TikTok or Instagram. And go f- subscribe to our new uh trivia YouTube channel, RCR Trivia. Um if you if you comment on one of the TikToks like YouTube or something, then I'll know you came from here. Yeah, like say and like you came from came from the pod. Yeah, um, we'll like the comment yeah. and give you a little response because we like the support. We appreciate it. Yeah. So Thanks for watching, guys. We will see you next week. Peace.